Good morning, morning guys. Good morning. Tuesday, right? Yeah. Tuesday for us. Tuesday night for us. Wednesday, Wednesday morning for you, for you guys. You know what that means. Bible study. Bible study tonight at 7 o'clock, guys. It's the only time to really truly, truly be interactive with us. We want you to join us. We want you to be there. We're talking about the fivefold ministry. Part one was last week, so if you haven't seen it, please watch it. That way you can dive right in yes. um, on part two. And um, man, everybody that went really enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, I actually had one brother tell me this. I didn't tell you this. He goes, brother, he goes, I paid to go to a school in my church before. And it wasn't nearly this deep. And they charged me for that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what? He goes, man, it's, it's just really good. So, That's guys, awesome. Yeah. So, um, but we didn't give you a scripture yesterday. We did a whole lot of sharing. So today we want to give you scripture, bam, right away. We're going to dive right into it. Yeah? Yeah. Can you dive in? We're going to dive right in because it's getting kind of late for us. And we got to get up really and, early. Yeah, and we shared a lot yesterday. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. First John. Enough about us. First John. Yeah, let's get into it. Chapter 2, starting at verse 15. Amen. I think it goes from 15 to... Uh, 17. So David's going to be reading out of the ESV, and I'll be reading out of the message. Amen. So, it says this. It says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life, is not from the Father. Father, Father is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. Mm, I love the way it says it here, too. It says, don't love the world's ways. Don't love the world's goods. Love of the world, squeeze, love of the world squeezes out love for the Father. Mm. Practically everything that goes on in the world, wanting your own way, wanting everything for yourself, wanting to appear important has nothing to do with the Father. It just isolates you from Him. The world and all its wanting, wanting, wanting is on the way out. But whoever does what God wants is set for eternity. Ooh, it said wanting, wanting, wanting three times. Mm, mm, mm. Not one time, two times, three times. Man, if I had my shofar, boom. What? You sound it three times? Yes. Not one time, two times, three times. Yes. Guys, this, this is so deep because I'm, I'm just going to say it straight. You cannot love the things of this world and love God a hundred percent. Yeah. You can't. That's like saying, man, I love my spouse for 364 days of the year, but one day I'm going to cheat. One day of the year. Well, What's there, like... <laughs> there's going to be repercussions for the things of the world. Does, does, think about it in a marriage, because obviously with, with Christ, it's a marriage. Yeah. Right. What good is it if I tell you I love you, I love you, I love you, 
but I desire something else. Yeah. Well, when we're telling the Lord, Lord, I love you, I worship you, I serve you, but in your life, you you love the world. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what it comes down to. You cannot serve God and mammon. You cannot serve two gods. It is impossible. You know, and and for some reason, many think that they can do both. And you might be fooling the church, but who cares? Yeah. You can't fool God. It's like, you know, it's like you can't you can't be sitting on straddling the fence with one foot in, one foot out. Mm -hmm. You know? You can't. Mm -mm. You can't, you know, so like He'll spit you out. You know, John, the one that wrote wrote First John is, is the Apostle John, the youngest of the disciples. Yeah. The youngest one. He's the one that wrote the book of Revelations. He wrote the Gospel of John, which is my personal favorite gospel. I, lo I love all of them, obviously. But there's something special about John. And it says, and he says, as, as an old man, he's an old man now. Yeah. And he says, do not love the world or the things in the world. And then he says, if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. You can't love. And, and, and uh, Sometimes when we come into a Christian life, we want to bring some of that baggage into our walk. Yeah. And you can't do that. Remember the Old Testament? Um, the Lord says, I'm going to give you that city, but don't take nothing from it. Yeah. And one guy, he took some treasures from that, he pillaged and hid it under his tent. And yeah. then they went to fight another battle and they lost. And they're like, yeah. Lord, I thought you were with us. Yeah, why do we why do we keep yeah? yeah. And and the Lord straight battles. up called it out. He says, There's somebody in there that has taken from the spoils that belong to me. Mm -hmm. And because of that, the whole nation lost that battle. Yeah. You know, and and if God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, I don't want to hide anything from my past life, not under my tent, but under my heart. You know, because I'm just like, Lord, so many people, guys, listen to me. Many of you are losing battles, and you don't know why. I'm telling you why. Because you still have baggage from the past. You know, it's what I tell people, um, you know, you know, be very careful when you go up to, um, when you go up to, to do worship, mm -hmm. you know, um, when you, you know, because it, I can, I can, I can ask you, you know, how's your life? And you can, you can easily tell me, oh, everything is great. Yeah. But if you go up to if you go up to minister, not even just in music, if you go up to minister in any in any way, capacity. shape or in any shape or form in any capacity, and um, and you see no fruit, and you begin to see the enemy tear you down in any way, then something something's just you know mm -hmm. something's not right. How is your foundation? You know, if you see that the enemy is having a field day in your life, then I think you got to check your 
I think you got to check your heart. So many times, guys. I have, We've you, seen it happen. I have been pastoring for over 12 years. Now, that's a long time. And it doesn't mm -hmm. feel like 12 years, but it has. I have seen... It's... I have seen so many patterns, you know, and, and I remember before if somebody was like, man, I want to worship or I want to uh, do this or I want to do that at the church, I'd jump at it, you know, because remember how when you came along, there was nobody helping me. Um, I, and now I have seen, I have seen people come into a position and to me, they look fine. They look mature enough. They look like they can handle it. And the enemy has a field day, and it it it, it is it is traumatic because I've seen it happen over and over and over, you know. And, and we have to be careful, guys. Um, look at it. it. It says this: for all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires. Mm. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. All that stuff is going to pass. This world is going to pass. Yeah. Everything this world has to offer is going to pass. It is temporary. It, 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 it You know, like when you have a soda and you leave it with the cap open, it all, falls all, flat. All the carbonation. The carbonation lasts but for a moment. Yeah. The bubbling lasts for a moment and then it's flat. And after, once it's flat, it has no worth. And that is the things of this world. The things of this world bubble and sizzle for a moment. Yeah. But it means nothing. You know, that's why the Bible, I love the fact that Jesus says, I will give you that water. Yeah. I'm, he's like, I'm not giving you soda. I'm not giving you I'm fizz. Giving you I'm living not, water. I'm giving you living water that you will never thirst forever. You know, and, and I have grown to know, guys, that the things of this world, been there, done that. It, it does not feel that. Because ultimately, the things that we desire in this world, let's be honest, is because you feel an emptiness in your heart. And that's why you desire those things, because for a second, it, 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 it gives you a false sense of fullness. But then you wake up in the morning and you're more, even more empty than you were before. And I promise you that the things of the Lord leave you full. Matter of fact, the things of the Lord leave you overflowing. You know, there's times where Sharon and I will just talk about God. And next thing you know, we're wiping our tears. Not for, And here's the thing, right, is that when I first came to the Lord, it was tears of sorrow because of my shame. Yeah. But now, when we start talking about the things of God, it's not tears of shame, it's tears of joy. It's, it's tears of fullness. It's, it's because it's so uncomfortable. It's un uncomprehensionable. Uncomprehension. <laughs> uncomprehensionable. <laughs> you know, because we can, we, it's like those moments where we can't even comprehend. Mm -hmm. um, I was talking to him today. We were all sitting. It's, it's crazy because we were sitting at the church. Tomas showed up um, this morning when we were just sitting mm -hmm. there. 
He's all making himself some flapjacks, you know, and, and everything. He knows we have a griddle now. He knows we have a little griddle, our little copper griddle at the mm -hmm. church. So he brought himself so he can make himself some pancakes and some sausage. Um, we had already had our, we were having our coffee there. And David and I were just in a, in a conversation and he showed up and um, sat down and he ate and was having his coffee with us. And then our brother Julio showed up. Mm -hmm. And then um, I know Sister Teresa was, you know, dropping off her truck across the street, and Sister Teresa showed she up with. Call an Uber yeah, and she saw us and there. she saw us there, so she showed up with little Armandito, and little Armandito was having breakfast. But we all began to talk, you know, about how immaculate and how good God is, and how we can't comprehend, how we cannot comprehend how grand Jesus is, yeah. you know? And I think we, it got to a point where a moment where we just, I don't know. It's like we had, it was almost like we were speechless mm -hmm. for a moment because we began to read, um, we began to read a word, a quick little word out of, uh, out of Genesis. It's crazy because we're reading from Genesis one, to five, Genesis one, one to five. And that's all it took guys. It, it took from Genesis one, one to five. And we, we were reading and, and we were stuck. We were stuck right there because that's all it takes guys. Because if you cannot just read that and be in awe and just be like, how can we come? It's like, it's on, you can't comprehend like, Lord, you're so great. You're so big. Like how can anybody even question who you are? You're that amazing. It's like you made the earth. You made everything in it. Like why, why would anybody even question how grand you are, yeah. you know? And we get into these moments and, and yeah, that's what it does. You know, the thing is that to follow Christ, to truly follow Christ is to be all in. Yeah. Everything. Everything. All in. Um, because there's, there's times where people say, oh man, I used to serve God or I used to do the church thing or I used to do this, I used to do that. And, and they go back and uh, the honest, raw truth is this, is that. When somebody tells me that, that tells me that you didn't give it all. You didn't give it all, guys, because to give it all is to burn bridges with the world. Yeah. How can you go back to the world if you burn your bridges? Because then there's no way back. You know, uh, you don't even know how to sin anymore. It feels awkward to sin anymore. Yeah, you know, yeah. and you don't even <laughs> you don't even remember. You know, and I I I used this example before, but it's been a while since I'm gonna use it again. It's the very first time I went to Los Angeles. Um, my uncle was taking us to to um, to see this BMX freestyle show. Um, I was uh, about thirteen years old, and um, I've always, heard, all my life, I've always heard about the grapevine, the grapevine, the grapevine. Because back in the day, like you know, cars are different, mm -hmm. and and I'm sure you know this that people would would over overheat. 
and they'd yeah. have to park in the side. So there'd be a bunch of cars in the side. They'd they overheat. They'd pack up the back of the trucks with a whole bunch of people because we would be in the back of the trucks with a whole bunch yeah. of us in the back. And the cars would overheat and yeah. whatnot. So all my life, my dad would always talk, oh, man, L.A., the grapevine. And, you know, it like, was like it, a big deal. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe other people didn't, but us Latinos, we talked like it was Mount Everest. Yeah. For us, it was Mount Everest. Like, L.A., (laughs) oh, you got to go over the grapevine. Yeah. You know, like. It's a big deal. So, as a kid, I'm just like, man, how big is this mountain, right? Yeah. So, anyways, I remember hearing these stories all my life. So, now at 13 years old, I'm going in the back of the truck of my uncle. It was a bunch of cousins. He had three sons, and it was me and Nick. So, that's five of us. And he's taking us to see this BMX show somewhere over there San Fernando Valley. And um, so, anyways, um, my at, we were passing Bakersfield, and my uncle was like, oh, we're going to go to the grapevine. So I'm imagining, like, Mount Everest. So we're driving, guys, and, and for those of you that don't know, when you once you pass Bakersfield, you start to, um, start to go up very, very, very slowly. That actually, by the time you actually reach... Toward like where you go up, you're already high. So by Fraser Park and all that. Uh, by the time you're at the outlets, Bakersfield is down. <laughs> but it's it's so gradual that you don't realize it. And my point is this: is I remember as a kid, my uncle was like, um, "Look back," you know, because I'm like, "Hey, where's the grapevine?" And my death, I mean, my uncle said, "Look back," and I remember looking back and realizing we had already gone really high already but it was so gradual from bakersfield yeah and and i say that to say this is that when i gave my life to the lord it felt like any at any moment i felt surrendered i yeah i felt very brittle like at any moment i could go back i felt like like satan was going to snatch me back like this is too good to be to be real yeah and um and as the weeks went and then the months went. And and then that fear of like, Lord, because, you know, I was in prison. So I thought any at any time, something's going to jump off. Something's going to happen. I'm going to go back to my old ways or something crazy is going to happen. And I remember I would worry about that. And one time I told the Lord, Lord, at what point am I going to start to ascend up toward you? And he goes, look back. Wow. And it made me think, like, in the same way where there was this slow ascension up from Bakersfield up to the grapevine, I didn't realize that my old life was not behind me but below me. Wow. You know, and 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 it wasn't until years later that I read the scripture where it says, you are in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that he was already, um, he raises us up because he puts us in a position of holiness because he's holy. He sets us apart, sets us different. But here's the thing. Now it was up to me to say, I want to burn those bridges because I don't want to go back. Yeah. It's a choice we make. You know, you know what's what's crazy is that even though I feel like I had I had been saved for so long, I can't truly say that I my fully surrender was until I really truly learned my full identity in Christ. Because I feel like, like my, I feel like there was still void in my heart. There was I remember still, when I shared that with you, cried yeah. and cried and cried. I, I, I cried for so long because I felt like there was, there was something that was missing. I felt like I had lived, 
I had lived my whole life, you know, my whole 20 something years I had lived um, with blinders on and there had been something missing. And I felt like I couldn't get it right, you know, and when you live like that, it, it, it almost feels like you were there was always just something missing. And because there was that missing, there wasn't a full surrender. Mm-hmm. And until I found that I, my identity in him, until I was fully hidden in, in Christ, until I knew who I was, I then was able, it, it almost felt like I was able to, I was so empowered and I felt like, I, I did feel like Wonder Woman, you know, I was like, Er, you know, I was like, look at me now, you know. Because you see, you, I have, I'm super Jesus because I have Jesus what in it me is, now. Is you, finally, you finally see yourself <laughs> through his eyes. Yeah, I felt like, look at me, look at me. I have Jesus, you know, and that's how I felt. Like it almost felt like I had my, my J on, on, you know, you know, when you could take yeah. out your cape and you have this big old J instead of the S, it's J. And I, that's how I felt. Like, look at me. I, you know, I walk in his authority and I just felt like so different finally. And it yeah. just felt so awesome. It, it just, it was something that I had never felt before. Mm-hmm. And man, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, and, and I don't think, I think a lot of people walk around like that. They walk around with being so, not even realizing that they walk around in religion, in this this mentality of religion, not realizing that they can actually really walk in identity, but, but because they don't know that, mm-hmm. they they don't yeah. know who they are yeah. in him. Well, like I want to I want to finish it off at least for me by saying this: Christianity is is this. This is what it's come down to. There's door one and door two. Door one is a library of every book, every fact about Jesus. All kinds of information. Door two is Jesus. And a lot of times people opt because they're afraid to face him. They go into door one and they learn all kinds of stuff about him, learn everything about him. But door two is him. You know, and to know Jesus is to know the word, you know, because remember that when the, when the, the, the men from Emmaus were walking and he gave them a Bible study and once they realized it was him, Jesus disappeared and they said, that was the Lord. No wonder our hearts burned. But, but I, I believe that even in door one, that, that the book can be there too, though, because I read my word. I read my word. Door one is the book. But 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 you're saying that knowing your word. But I I knew my word. I read my word and all of that. But here's the here's the thing though. I I loved. I served. I I knew my word. I I read my word, and but the thing is, is that I I thought that I was applying it. Mm-hmm the way that but I was applying things the way that I was taught to apply. I was doing things the way that I was taught. I didn't know I didn't know any other than what I was taught. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
Well, you, you're actually confirming what I said. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, but you're saying you're saying that in, in door number two is just is knowing your word. No. Door number two is Jesus himself. Okay. I, I thought I heard you say something different. Okay. Door number two is Jesus. So yes, what would you rather do? Would you rather meet Jesus? Meet Jesus. Or learn about about Jesus. I want to meet him. See, door number one is religion. Yes. Door number one is theology. To the point, and I'm not saying theology is bad, but theology is bad when all you have is theology and not the Savior. You know, and, and my point is this, is that when you have him, then he reveals one. Yes, absolutely. But when you have one, it's just facts, it's just information. That's I, 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 I like what Hassan says. He says, you're either going to preach out of information or revelation. Yes. You know, yes. So, yes, I've heard him say that. Anyway, see, Hassan, I gave you props. I didn't try to take that as, <laughs> as my own. But uh, guys, God bless you. Thank you so much. May, join us for Bible study tonight. It's going to be part two of the fivefold ministry. When he, when he just ends it like that, we're talking about something so good, and then he just, da -da 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 -da, and that's it. You're just going to end it just like that. Boom, that's it. I don't have to. Why do you just do that? I don't know. Look like, at her. Look at that glean in her eye. Look like, at it. Like, seriously. Because I had said, this is what I want to finish saying. I know, but you just like, you went from something so good to like, da -da 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 -da, and that's it. Yeah, it's called a mic drop. Oh my God! My hmm? Lord! A what? It th yeah. That's a cliffhanger. I, I don't want to watch one of your movies. It would be a cliffhanger. There's a movie. Called I'd be like hanging on the cliff like this, ah, and then I'd fall, and I'd, I'd die. It wasn't a cliffhanger. It was a mic drop. No, I hang off a cliff and I squash down on the ground like a, a yes just like that abraham i'd squash on the okay all right guys we love you guys now you're ending it yes because <laughs> yeah my gosh okay now say goodbye to them all right guys bye guys we love you guys see you later well yeah see you tonight for bible study yes bible study Look. All right. Bye. Bye, guys.